0: True Hoop with me, Gerard Hector, and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir?
1: I am doing fantastic. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Um, We had some exciting games in the NBA last night. You know, it's always, you know, this is, quote unquote, I don't know if you know this, David, the NBA made a big deal. This is, quote unquote, rivalry week in the the NBA. Now, rivalries are very difficult to sustain in the NBA, mainly because players move so many different times, and, you know, it's very hard to sustain that like it was back in the 80s, right? Or even the 90s when teams would meet each other in their regular season allotted games and they would play the same teams over and over in the playoffs, right? Everybody knows this story. The Celtics had a lock on the on the East in in the mid, mid, mid to late 80s. The Pistons kept running their heads against them, butting their heads, butting their heads, butting their heads. Couldn't get past. That's a rivalry. Then it was Chicago's turn. Couldn't get past Detroit. Butting their heads, butting their heads, butting their heads. And they finally get past. Knicks in the 90s. Same kind of idea. But now... Because of the nature of the league, talent being so dispersed, guys, you know, moving teams, you just don't teams' fortunes rise and fall very quickly, not as much as they did uh in the past. You know, they, they did that less frequently in the past. So it's harder to get rivalries. But anyway, the NBA says it's rivalry week, so it is. Um, we had Net76ers and Grizzlies Warriors. I want to start with Grizzlies Warriors, because that was the last game. An entertaining game. Uh, Steph Curry gets tossed out the last couple of minutes for tossing his, his mouthpiece in the crowd. Yeah, um, not, not because he was mad at the refs. No, no, nothing to do with the refs. It uh, so was a play to do with Jordan Poole, I think. Yeah, so there's a play where uh, Jordan Poole, uh, Draymond gets an offensive rebound, or someone gets an offensive rebound, kicks it out to Poole. Poole, and Steph's clapping, like literally right next to him. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. Nothing. Jordan fires up the shot, miss, uh, Memphis uh, grabs the rebound. As a coach, I know this is something you pay attention to. You have to be so aware of time and score and situation, right? At that point, I want to say Golden State was up two. It was a minute, right? Limited possessions left in the game. No need to rush rush that shot there, right? Work our offense, get, our, get a shot we normally get, and then we can move forward. He didn't. So the running back down on defense, that takes his mouthpiece out of his mouth, throws it. All of a sudden, you hear a whistle. I'm like, what the fuck happened? He's getting tossed. I mean, that was kind of stupid to me. I mean, I get it. The rule's the rule. Anytime you throw anything into the stands, like, regardless, it's an automatic ejection. I thought the ref could have swallowed their whistle there. And it's something we kind of talked about earlier this week with referees. There's a position where you, yes, there is the rule and the law, but you can exercise some judgment somewhere, right? And maybe that was a spot they could have been like, you weren't, we didn't say anything to you. We know you weren't saying anything to us. We get it. Don't throw your mouthpiece. You know, maybe you, you do something. You give him a technical, but you don't toss him, right? Do something, but don't kick him out of the actual.
1: Well, so then change the rule. So then change yes. the rule because when you think when you say the word discretion, mm-hmm. well, that's what Steph well, well, yes, should have had. He knows the rule. He should have tossed him out. He knows yeah. the rule. And, but I think the bigger, you know, I've not, I've not had time to digest other people talking about this. i I watched it. I had no volume I on. I don't, I don't know who said anything. I had no idea what happened in the game. I had. Three screens going on. <laughs> did no no clue what the fuck was going on. I said I saw him walk in the tunnel. I'm like, well, you us go to the bathroom, or he's out of the game. I, I missed it, but um, he's not doing that. Steph Curry's not throwing a mouthpiece. This is my opinion. No reporting here. If um if Clay takes that shot or mm. Draymond takes that shot, there there's something else. Mm. Like this is this was like the Jenga piece that. The whole, I've never played the game, but it looks cool. When you pull the jangle, it falls down. Okay. Not, this was that. And so Draymond chose to punch him in the head. I, I much prefer <laughs> Steph's reaction, right? I, I don't blame Jordan Poole for getting punched in the head. I don't care what he said. Right. Uh, I, to throw your mouthpiece on a bad shot, when, right. although they don't take a lot of bad shots, but he, he takes some.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was one of them in Steph's mind. That, that, that to me, something else is cooking. And so mm. now, it's not just Draymond Green, you pissed off Jordan. Mm. And so in many ways, Steph's a genius. For because sure. now you're going to have to talk about it. Like, I mean, I'm just telling you right now, executives are, Bob Mars has to think, do we have to trade this guy? Wow. I'm telling you right now, that's conversation happening. Or, this is the more likely scenario, given they just want a title. Uh, uh, you got to sit down, Jordan, with the team. And you've got to have that conversation that you, we, we, you can't hide behind the fact that a guy that's kind of known for being a hothead punched you completely you know in the wrong, has admitted how f- fucked up it's made the team. And he said the other day, we talked about it on Monday, where he claimed he couldn't even really do his job to hold guys mm-hmm. accountable mm-hmm. because he threw that punch. I think he was talking about Jordan Poole now. <laughs> now I think that's what he meant. Like, I fucking punched this guy in September. And now I can't do what needs to be done, which was metaphorically punch him uh, because some shit that's going on, preventing us from getting where we need to be. So I think there's something deeper happening. But now it's going to force the talking heads to get together. And it should be a good thing for Golden State or it might get traded. Interesting. That's what see, I see. So I
0: so the, uh, the Warriors end up winning the game. Yep. And Steph is <laughs> Jordan Poole tunnel. won the game. Yes, <laughs> Steph is in the tunnel, yeah, waiting for his teammates, yeah, um, and that's not unlike Steph. That's right. You know, he, that, that, that's who he is. When Jordan came in, Jordan does Jordan fake throwing his mouthpiece, like, like, like you know, uh, but like he and Steph like hugged in the, light, in the tunnel, whatever. I don't know. I mean, look, you, you when you're watching body language and things, and you've talked to a lot of NBA guys. Um, you know, not saying that you, you didn't talk yeah, to anybody nope. specifically about this.
1: I'm going to. I just haven't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the game was late last night. I've been working all morning. I am going to make some calls just because just I'm curious. Right. If there's something else, I've never heard anything beyond since the Draymond punch. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, I'm just do the math. You're just curious. Is Steph throwing that mouthpiece? If, if, if it's, if it's if the it's first clay. time Jordan Poole has made that kind of mistake, I don't think so. I think it's the culmination of
0: something. It's also not a, not like Steph to clap and demand the ball like that. I mean, I, I, listen, I, I, I watch a decent amount of Warrior games. Maybe Warrior fans who watch every games will say that. I feel like he doesn't. If he does, it doesn't happen often. He rarely is clapping or doing the stomp for the ball thing. Like I can remember one other time I saw him do it. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think yeah. it happens often. But it, it, it's something that Bears watching. So but hold like, on, hold on. Finish mm-hmm. your
1: thought because I want to finish your thought, and then you tell me if I'm right. What you're saying is if Steph Curry is clapping for it, throw him the ball. Yeah. yeah. Cause he,
0: he never does that.
1: Like that's yeah. not, he doesn't, that's not who he is. I like, don't again. I, I think I remember one other time him doing it. Right. I, I definitely don't remember, but I don't know if you're right or wrong. I, I don't think you're right with the assessment that then you got to throw the ball to Steph. I understand why you say it. He's Steph Curry. I do. Right. I do understand <laughs> it. Tyra. You're right. You're no dummy. <laughs> but my thought is you, if you want Jordan Poole to make 40% of his threes, he can never have to worry about that, right? Well, that, that is true. Right. Now, you take a contested shot, and he's wide open. Well, now you have to come sit down next to me because <laughs> we're not going to let you play anymore in this game, or at least not for the next few minutes. But that, I, I think he was pretty open on the shot, wasn't yeah, he? It? was. Yeah, yeah. He I think you got empowered that. Steph might have just been frustrated. I'm just saying, I, I just, I'm not saying Jordan Poole was totally in the wrong for the shot, and I'm not saying Steph Curry was only reacting to Jordan Poole in that moment. I think there's more there. There's, uh, But these are, these are easy problems to solve. Yes. Uh, Jordan Poole plays his ass off. He does. He does. And he's a very important part of any chance they have to win a championship. No and Steph doubt. Curry knows that. Good luck finding his replacement oh, if well, you want yeah, to trade him. No. That, that's I, not happening.
0: No. Um, so that game, coach, it, it reminded me of the Celtics-Warriors game last week. And I called you Friday morning and I said to you, David, how do you stop the Warriors? Because it seems to me every time down the floor, because of the offense they run, they get a good to great shot. Now, they don't make everyone because no one makes every shot, but they can always get into a quality offensive possession. Now, they turn the ball sometimes over because they're careless. A lot, and, a lot of times. Right? Because they're careless. But when they are just paying attention and they just run their offense and everybody's crisp in what they're supposed to do, they get a good to great shot almost every single time. And I remember you saying, you're like, well, oh, you got to be disciplined if you want to stop them. Like, right. it's just, it's hard.
1: I, di- I didn't know what I said, but in my mind, I was just <laughs> thinking, I hope I talked about discipline. Well, the Jordan Poole play is very indicative of what it's like to defend Golden State. I'll walk you through it in a second, because I watched it this morning on slow motion. Um, but that, that you know, the way the way you have to approach playing against Golden State is you've got to decide what you're willing to give up and what you're not. And so you have to make your decisions, uh, that th- with integrity, meaning this is what our game plan is. If I'm going to change on the fly, fine. I get to make sure we all understand what we're doing. Normally you have to choose to take away the paint. So on the play in question we're talking about, which is, this is a perfect illustration of what it's like to defend them in regular five and five action in the half mm-hmm. court, not a so- baseline out of bounds with it's of bounds. You yep. know, four seconds on the clock or whatever it was, two seconds. Um, there, was, there were two guys screening. Poole was one of them. Uh, and uh, Zaire Williams, which I was surprised this I young was man surprised. was on the court, just as I was the play before with Kaminga on the court guarding
0: Ja. Jenkins says he trusts Zaire, and Zaire was top-blocking in that, in that situation, which is what he was supposed exactly to right.
1: do. So Zaire was top-blocking But I thought with the action they ran, Bain was in position to be underneath uh, Jordan. And I thought they should have just switched and Zaire should have just gone with whatever clay, whoever it was, that peeled high. And uh, then they would have protected the paint. Okay, this is why you set screens, right? Make defenders think. Uh, and you tend to get guys to freak out for a lot of different reasons or, or choose poorly for bad reasons. And you end up getting a very easy layup or easy three because of those mistakes that would not work if, the, if they didn't lead the league in touches and passes, right, and fewest amount of seconds, the ball's in someone's hands, all that is the Cuisinart, the mm-hmm. dizzying movement of players and basketball, passing, cutting, screening. You you just have to keep thinking so quickly on the fly, and you end up catching, like we always say in baseball, uh, as I saw too many years with my son's teams, the ball ball's going to find the worst player it just, mm-hmm. it doesn't always happen, but it happens too much. A lot. <laughs> you can't hide in anyone in good baseball. You can't hide him. They'll mm-hmm. fuck up. And it, it might be, they forget to back up first base, whatever, uh, or the ball sit right to him when they mess up. Defense, the NBA defense is the same. That's why when you have to play one bad player, you, you just can't hide it. You really mm-hmm. just can't hide it. You, you can, you can hide a net neutral player on one end. If right. he's positive on the other, but if he's bad on one end, you tend to be exposed pretty good, and so I think that's I think that's what happened. Uh, I want to say something too on the play before, if you remember, mm-hmm. Ja attacks, mm-hmm. and I think Looney helps off of Brandon Clark, mm-hmm. and Ja draws two, gives it to mm-hmm. Clark Takes, for the dunk, yeah. mm-hmm. and so uh, you had a, just a, um, you had. We'll talk about the Nets game too. When you see those layups, wide open layups and dunks late. And in two-point po- two games that become tie games. Mm-hmm. And you ask yourself, what, how, did, how did they let them get that? Well, it's because they're making sure you don't get a three. Mm-hmm. That's a choice. Mm-hmm. So you may have to make a tough shot, make a great pass, whatever. But what you're not going to do is kick out for three. And now we're down a three-point shot, not a two-point mm-hmm. shot. Mm-hmm. So they gave up the two. They're not going to give up the open three. And we saw we were talking in the next game that Kyrie had a sick finish. No, but okay. no help because of the same reason two point game, stay home on shooters. The only way we possibly lose is if they make a three out of this, we can survive a two. Uh, that's just something I want our, our listeners to understand is sometimes those are the easiest two pointers to make the fact they often are when there's no help. You stay home on your shooters.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And, and that's an excellent point you made there. And you know, the obviously with him top locking was Zayar top locking Jordan Jordan makes that read well like well look nobody if he's top locking maybe he's trailing it's a under the basket no one is in, is in front you of had him had to wait
1: for Bain to vacate which he did <laughs> Bain Bane went out to guard the three the yeah. easiest the easiest yeah. pass and layup you're gonna have but because- that was a mistake you you're now it's not, a mis- it's not a mistake when you're up three right but in a tie I think it was a tie game yeah. tie game one twenty all maybe.
0: Yeah, or or they were down one. So it, so I think Memphis just tied the game. So they tied and then went up. Maybe it's tied. Yeah, maybe it's yeah, tied. Uh,
1: yeah, so in that situation, your goal is to make them take the toughest shot possible. That's not the goal if you're up three. Your goal up three is to, to you give them a layup. They mm-hmm. just can't take the three, Yeah, at least not a, a, a very well-contested one. But in a tie game, I think you got to play what we call square. Mm-hmm. I think you have to stay between the, the, the rim. So it should be... We, we always say in basketball, on the court, ball, me, my man. There's the ball, mm-hmm. there's me. I'm in the line of the of the line between the ball and my man. It's called ball, me, and my man, all right? It's a flat, we normally call it a flat triangle. Mm-hmm. So I can reach into the passing lane of the ball to the guy I'm guarding who's not on the ball, right? Ball is underneath the basket. It should be ball, rim, me, my man. Well, Zaire was on top of Jordan, so it was mm-hmm. ball, rim, Jordan, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bain was in the way, and when mm-hmm. Bain vacated up to go guard the shooter, Jordan got the layup. Still, a nice play and made a tough finish, but mm-hmm. that was just a mess up. Yeah, Me- Memphis yeah. really blew that.
0: And you know, conversely, I talked about how the Warriors' offense allows them to get into great, great shots in the half court. This is something we talked about when we said, you know, the Grizzlies are a championship contender. I don't love their half court offense because it is so jaw dependent. Which is great because he's awesome, like he did. We drew two, yeah. got the alley oop to, to Clark. He is unbelievable. But a steady diet of that for four rounds, I don't think is sustainable. Um, and you saw a lot of it. Uh, the, the challenges they had yesterday was not having Adams to clean up the offensive glass, which he normally does. What right? happened to him exactly? He's got a PCL. He's got three to six weeks, maybe. So what, what this, is this is what is that injury? A, a PCL in his knee.
1: Hey,
0: yeah. So it, yeah. This is. And not only is he a great uh, rebounder, right? Offensive rebounder, of course. They he cleans up. Uh, they finish defensive possessions when he grabs the rebound. He's also, as you know, because he's a mountain of a human, an incredible screen setter, right? Like, and that all those things that, like, you don't casual, maybe you don't see. You're like, oh, why does that matter? Yeah, a little bit more daylight, big deal between making a shot and not making a shot. And I think they're going to have some issues here. So I think in the half court for Memphis, there's some things they're going to have to look at. Um, Jaws, excellent in the half court. Bain has made strides as as an on-ball creator. You know, one of the challenges I think for them is as much as, you know, we love Tripp here and his ascent as Defensive Player of the Year candidate. He, I'll talk about his fouls in a minute, offensively. Last summer being injured, you know, you can see it in his game, coach. Like, there are kernels of an offensive game in terms of jump hooks in the lane, different things like that but the touch is just not there. And you can just see, it's like, that's just lack of repetition. And when you're hurt and you have to rehab, well, you're not working on those things in the summer. I'm working on learning to walk again and then run. I have no time to work on that part of my game. And I think, because ultimately for this team to be their ceiling, which I think is a championship team, him as also an on-ball creator, right? Jaron Jackson Jr., that I think is crucial for them.
1: I want to revisit your discussion about jaren uh, steven adams value to the team but let me address this point first uh so i just think he needs to be a better bucket getter yes yeah uh if he's if he's tim duncan 2.0 like i said he would be mm-hmm. tim duncan average this is pretty sick 21 a game as a rookie and then i think eight of his first nine or nine of his first 10 seasons average 20 or more bucket uh, getter he could really, yeah, what, what did Shaq call him? Big fundamental? Big fundamental. <laughs> but that really does, I'm, Shaq wasn't being a jerk about it, but that almost does a disservice to his ability just to also get a bucket. He could. It wasn't just, I mean, I, I've seen plenty of guys that were fundamentally sound, but they never got to pass high school, and they were a good size. There, there has to be some degree of talent and feel, and so he needs to really work on that in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, not play pickup, work no. on full mm-hmm. speed, getting buckets, getting buckets, getting buckets, um, yeah, that's, that's where I think he has to go. I, I do. Uh, and then if you start getting good enough, now they start kind doubling you the way they do and mm-hmm. uh, then you gotta be able to pass, mm-hmm. which he should be able to do, but we don't mm-hmm. know. We don't mm-hmm. really know. Um, the other thing about Adams on defense is, uh, he is such a, um, I like to call it a, uh, a, a paint mucker, right? <laughs> he mucks things up defensively. So what does that allow? Uh, jaron jackson jr do go block Weekside block and just block everybody they're, they're so <laughs> focused on getting out of the muck they forget about the gigantic rodan looming <laughs> in the horizon do you, do you, remember, you remember rodan the monster yeah. from the, so david letterman david, you remember his top 10 list mm-hmm, of course he had a top 10 list once where uh it was like top 10 reasons new yorkers uh are caught speeding on whatever of the mil- 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 million states you have in New York, and one of them was Rodan looming in the rearview mirror. I <laughs> somebody who grew up on Creature Feature with my brother Mike, and all the different Godzilla out there—all my favorite, you know. I had I had glow in the dark models of all these monsters that I built with my dad. I've tried to find them on eBay; they're gone now. But yeah, we spent a lot of time building these things. So here comes Rodan blocking the shot when you are dealing with the muck. Well, that's not going to be there now. Right. This is Horford does the same thing for Robert Williams. Mm-hmm. I personally think it's what the Lakers should do with AD at the four mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. play another big Wenyan and Gabriel, or Thomas, Thomas Bryant, Bryant. Mm-hmm. play them both, if rotate them both. Let AD loom in the horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have that. Uh, Tillman can't do that. No. Yeah. Aldama can't do that. Not, no. not even remotely close. Probably never right. could. Uh, and so that's going to be a big miss too. Jaron Jackson probably has to be a little more disciplined now because mm-hmm. if he starts flying around, he'll just foul more um and you mentioned bane i have to say one thing about bane Mm -hmm. he was standing on the sidelines during the game and again i've got multiple tvs on so i didn't know what why they showed him the camera showed him i mean if you just i've been around this game (laughs) you know i know a lot about this game Yeah. but if you just showed me his picture (laughs) and i didn't know who he was which i would definitely know uh I would think there's a three percent chance that you plays in the NBA, but a, but a good chance he's a lineman in the NFL. he's just too thin he's probably a linebacker. Yeah. like you would ne- and I love that about him yeah. I love that we were so quick to judge packaging. I did with Ben Matherin this summer. Mm-hmm. uh he's just not long. It really worries me if he's going to be a top level two-way player um I, I could be wrong. Desmond Bain's proof of that. Bane's—he's not a lockdown defender. He's fine. an he's mm-hmm. unbelievable offensive shooter and great player. Uh, I just love that he kind of defies that—that that, um, what what did call it, the All Airport team? <laughs> He's—he's <laughs> he's the opposite. Yeah, he is not
0: on the All Airport team. Big b- big biceps. He, he can really shoot it. And you know, look, Bane. This is you know we 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 failed to realize as good as the Grizzlies were last year and as good as they are this year. This team has one playoff uh sort of run. Right. Not even a run. moved to the second round. As a group. That's it. Yes, that's it. One. The year before, they beat the Warriors in the play in, but that was the play in. And then yeah, they baby. lost to the Jazz they in the first the, round. Of
1: the, they yeah. lost to the Jazz in five. Lost right. game one game one. Yeah. Lost in four good games straight. Yep. Mm-hmm. Last year they they beat Minnesota in six. Mm-hmm. If I remember right.
0: Yep. And lost and then, the Warriors in
1: six. And then mm-hmm. lost the Warriors in six, which Job being hurt. But still, they have one playoff win. You're right.
0: Right. So th- this, serious, they you know, it's again. People think, oh, Memphis. It's like no, they need to go through these things and these scenarios. And again, I think when you watch th- when you watch that game, what you see there is one team and the Warriors' ability to execute right in cl- close moments, intense because they, they know just run our stuff, right? <laughs> Whether it's Draymond, Steph, side, whatever it is, run our thing and we will get a great shot. Memphis, you can see. They don't have the, as you always say, reference points. They got a couple. Yeah, The Warriors Warriors got millions, right? Like, they have millions. So it's much easier for them. Now, last thing on this game for these two teams, Um, the Warriors still need to make a move, and we talked about that, um, if they're going to really lock themselves in. So, you know, which one of the young guys goes and gets packaged with maybe a pick to, to shore themselves up on their bench, who knows? And then if you're Memphis, we talked about this, you know, while we love, I, I love Santi Aldama and Roddy and all these young guys, as you said, and John Conchart, these are dudes who, you know, I, are, they're not proven playoff
1: I, guys. I don't think they'll be helpful in the playoffs. So if you have a way of
0: getting OG Ananobi or, you know, somebody that's going to, okay, right? Like then these are things you got to think about, right? You, you give up one of those young guys and maybe uh, a protected pick down the road to lock yourself into somebody who can really help you now. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll, see how that goes All right. Moving on to the second game. Well, it was really the first game of the ESPN doubleheader right. uh, net 76ers. And of course this game had all the drama for all the reasons we know the trade Harden Simmons, this, that, and the third, the first time they played uh, Harden Simmons, Harden and bead were out uh, and Maxi were all out with injury. So it was just the sixers, and, and they're good teams. Right. Right. And, and they're I good mean, teams and, now.
1: And Brooklyn just takes the bus to Philly the day before the exactly, game. Exactly. They don't right. fly. They don't they're fly right now. They're yeah. right down
0: the road, yeah. you know. And before Durant and Kyrie came, these teams, when Ben was a member of the Phillies, which jo- with the uh, the 76ers with Joel, they had a contentious first round playoff matchup. Right. Uh, in 2019, I want to say. Um, so, you know, th- there's some history here, right? Okay, cool. So the game starts off, both teams give up 41 points in the first quarter. Not a lot of defense being played, but you saw Embiid on a couple of possessions. And I know you seeking out whatever Simmons got, got matched on him to get physical. And I think I've told you this. The first time I covered a game, which with the Sixers in person, I saw, and Simmons was on the same team as Embiid. I saw them up close in person. And I was like, oh my God, these two are gigantic men. And Simmons, I was like, and Embiid makes Simmons look kind of small, but yeah. Simmons is not small. Oh, He's 6'10", and like I was like, strong oh, as fuck. my God, yeah. these are monster human beings. So and Embiid, like a couple times in that game last night, like really went out of his way to like get physical and try to put, you know, Simmons in the basket, basically. Every time they were matched up, the crowd was going nuts. Like, <laughs> wow. Like it was, I mean, doxed said <laughs> after the game, like it was a boxing w- match. Like, oh my. Yeah, like, WWF oh,
1: wrestling. Yeah, Right? Like, oh my
0: God, what's going on? All right, things settled down. I texted you and said, Simmons is regressing. That first half, I mean, David, it was like the first he first was afraid to shoot
1: the ball. Didn't didn't even look at the ring. Yeah. Like he took one shot, missed a right hander, I think, right?
0: And then that's it. Every time and Blue is back was every time back was to the basket, not even staring at it. Yeah. Kicking it out it was like, oh, this is not good. Yeah. But then in the third quarter, for whatever reason, I was like, flip. all of a sudden, oh, well, why can't you do that all the time? All right. Like be that person. And they always say it. We don't care if you miss. It doesn't matter. Just do that because that aggression forces the the defense to do things now. They got to back up and think, oh, wait, Ben might score here. What are we going to do? Right? And I thought that it was an interesting contrast in him in the first half and him in the second half. And then when you look at Nick Claxton, who we've been raving about all season for improving, look, Nick is a skinny dude. (laughs) Okay? He put on some weight this, this summer. I mean, eight to 10 pounds of muscle. He's still pretty skinny. Yeah. No back down in him at all. Going, and MP outweighs him by like, I don't know, 100 pounds, maybe. Not that much, but a lot. Right. And he's super strong. Blocked him a couple times What do you think
1: Klaxon weighs? 230, maybe on a good day. (laughs) Maybe 50 pounds. (laughs) MP could be 280. That's what I'm saying. You know, so he's,
0: you know, and he's just, MP's just a mountain and just a physically strong dude. But, claxton held his at a great game last night uh against Embiid, but i thought it was different, right like claxton also sucks at free throws but he was not shying away from he was every time going up i don't care i'm gonna step up and do my thing i'm coming yeah ben's gotta have the same mindset the the Giannis mindset airball a free throw i don't give a shit gonna do it again right like there there's something that needs to hopefully click with him on that end
1: when i was asked going way 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 back i don't even think I would necessarily at ESPN. Uh, I was asked about what made Shaq special beyond, beyond the obvious things, beyond <laughs> size and scale. And uh, you've heard me say it, it was his, it was his disposition to dominate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not impressed when you're a big man and you want to be a bully in life. It's not, the the impressive right. thing is when the guy's not the bully, I'm not the big guy, and he's still the bully. <laughs> that there, there's a leap of some uh, psychological area mm-hmm. that's impressive. Uh, but in basketball, it, yes. it, I value it very much. And so Embiid knows he's the baddest motherfucker on the court. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ben Simmons is convinced that he's not. And it kind of, it's, it's fleeting when he does mm-hmm. feel that way. Claxton mm-hmm. thinks he is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you asked, if it, you and I have played this game before, mm-hmm. I, I just played it with uh, my son yesterday. We, we had three names. Who, who are the three dudes if you had a Battle Royale, which I don't know if they do that anymore. I was a wrestling fan when I was oh, 12. WWE, yeah, Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Battle Royale when I was young. Everyone's in the ring who survives. Mm-hmm. To me, it's three names, and I, I'm very proud of my son for knowing all three without even Steve, thinking. Steven Adams, Joel Embiid. That, nope,
0: nope. Oh, no Embiid? Nope.
1: Wow. Oh no. Is it a little guy? No. But he's not, he's not huge. But what, they're both about six, 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 seven. But these are bad motherfuckers. So Udonis, and I'm A telling wall. him I'm telling you the name <laughs> well,
0: of Because I'm like guys who you play, yeah, I'm like I know, no. I know, <laughs> I know.
1: So my son knows better, Gerard. <laughs> he He's knows. not gonna be visited by UD any anytime soon. <laughs> Sorry, UD. My and bad. the third one is probably the, the literally the most talented fighter, James Johnson. Oh, well, yes. He, when I told he my son, is a fighter. when I told my son he can kick the rim, this was yesterday, he said, Oh, then he's going to be on the list. <laughs> yeah. I, I said, I Oh, he still can kick the rim, but he used to be able to kick the rim and land on his feet yeah. like a fucking yeah. cat. Like, that's yeah. a talented athlete. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, you have to have that disposition. And, and most of these players are so confident mm-hmm. uh, in themselves. And Ben just isn't. He's not. And so I, I'm glad that he did what he did in the second half. It was great to see if you remember a game, you probably remember better than I do uh, when he was in Philly and they played without Embiid uh, and he had like 30 something against the Kings just yes. destroyed them. Yes. He, it's in him. It's it certainly just in him. He, it's, you know, it's the, uh, it's the groundhog.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. He'll, he'll come out and see himself in Ohio for six more months. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. No, and yeah. it's too
1: bad. Yeah. Because that, that kind of – though Ben Simmons in the second half with KD, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. well, I think they can win a championship. Now they, they need more front court help, I think. Yep. But they could find that. Yeah. 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 Uh, they, it just, it's just hard to get it. It's yeah. hard to get it.
0: And, and, and I think you, you hit the nail on the head there. And we talked about this on Monday. Because of the spot and the salary he occupies, right? He has to be better than what he is, right. right? Right. And right now he isn't. And that that's a void for them, right? I mean, he sits in fourth quarters, David. Jock doesn't play him because they're like, we need spacing. And like, if you're not going to be aggressive, Jock said after the game, you are what you think you are. If you think you're aggressive, then you'll be aggressive. If you, then you'll do it. like. And and he is very clear if he's not gonna do those things, well he cannot play.
1: <laughs> I, I, I really think he's doing the right thing. Uh, uh when I coached, I had one I was telling you before the show, I had a kid who Dean Smith visited twice. So it tells you how talented he was as a center. He's a Harold Garfield told me he's the best passing big man since Bill Walton. So it gives you wow. kind of idea of how gifted he was. That's why Dean wanted him so bad. Uh, Mike Bray recruited him hard at Duke, he's at Notre Dame now, about to retire. Mm-hmm. And um but sometimes he, he really struggled with confidence early in his career. And I when I would get a chance, I, was tr- I trained him. He was one of my first ever students when I started this whole business. But I also coached him in summer camps and like AAU, whatever. When we had those. And I wanted to yell at him. I loved this young man. His dad was a mentor to me. I loved him. I still love him. I'm still close to them now. Married with four kids. Um, I would just bench him. And I, I remember one time, it, it was a big summer camp game, like a Lon Kruger's camp. He ended up going to Florida as a, as a player. And uh, he just wasn't playing very well. He wasn't competing. And I took him out like three or four straight times. Every time, he didn't really give an effort. And I didn't say a word to him, though. I just took him out. And uh, this was, you know, I, when you're coaching at a camp with lots of talented players, but we don't have any assistants, just us. Right, right. Like, the last time I took him out, I grabbed him by the arm. And I said, I'm just going to keep doing this because I'm not going to quit on you. But every time you don't play as hard as I know you can, you're letting them down. I have to take you out, but I'm going to keep giving you chances. And he looked at me with the sweetest eyes, very mm-hmm. six, you know, six foot 10, handsome kid. And you could just tell he's like, he wanted it. Mm-hmm. It, just, it, it just wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. And then something happened. He like had a, like a baseline dunk from eight feet, no dribble just like soaring through the air, boom. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck, here he comes. And then he was just a dunk fest and we, we won. It was great. And um, But then the next game, you never know until mm-hmm. he kind of turned the corner. By 17, he had turned the corner. Um, this was when he was 16. Well, Ben Simmons has long since grown. And so yeah. I think Jacques Vaughn has a way tougher opportunity than I had. Yeah. Like, when do you just say, fuck it? I just, I'm quitting on this guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, it's, he can't quit on him totally. They need him. Yeah. but they need front court help in part yeah. because Ben Simmons doesn't assert himself. And we all knew this was going to be problematic. Mm-hmm. We hoped that they would get through it. And mm-hmm. the fact that it hasn't, although he, he did miss a full year, mm-hmm. right? He there is something we said about mm-hmm. still feeling it. But I think to your point, when you first open this conversation up, you got to pay attention to the rim. You got to be a threat. They all are cheering him on for that, but I think we'll have a quicker hook in the postseason. And I think they have to assume he's not going to produce in the postseason. So they have to do some deals now in preparation for that. And not because Kyrie is rolling. Right. KD is, when he was fu- healthy, rolling. Like, Joe Harris getting better. Nick They're Claxton to, is, I mean, having a great year. Both yeah. sides of the court. Mm-hmm. Not both sides of the ball. It drives me crazy when coaches <laughs> say that. Right. Both That's, sides yeah, of the, both court. the court. Right. <laughs> um, I think they have to have an insurance policy for Ben Simmons fucking up in the postseason.
0: So here's the question. And it's probably no, because there's no value. Do you think about moving him?
1: Who would trade for him? Well, that's, yeah, this is, yeah. this is your thing. I played Who's that. Good? I don't, I don't want anyone to yeah. take him. Yeah. Doug a good dude. Kevin he, Durant's a dude. fun teammate to play with. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't blame Kyrie for Ben's problems. No, no. This is, this is on Ben. And if you can't reach him, you're going to have to own him for, to the last service contract probably.
0: And that's a ton
1: of money yeah. to own that and yeah. get no production. And yeah. and
0: they they have a quandary coming up because uh, right before the game uh, Chris Haynes reported that uh, Kyrie's agent spoke to the Nets about hey, it's extension time. Yeah. and staying. And if you're the Nets it's like, okay, he's playing well right now,
1: we got no problems, but can I guarantee this for four more what, years? Where do they have the extension out to?
0: They they don't they have there's nothing on the table right now. They're right, no, out. what I'm
1: saying is oh. they can extend him to like June. They, oh, yeah, they have yeah. a while yeah. to do yeah. that. So maybe yes. longer than that, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Um so they don't have to make any decisions now? No. Yeah. And I, have, I wonder what they could put into the contract. The agent may not sign it. Right. But you can negotiate that ahead of time. Okay. Like, we're going to have some protections in place. God, they,
0: if, they're, yeah. or if they're going to get back into this business with him, yeah. they have to protect themselves. Yeah. you got to be like, look, man, you got to show up for, aside from injury, X amount of percentage of games, or like, or like you know, whatever
1: those things are. Stop saying stupid shit. Right. I mean, yeah. we gotta. They're gonna have to have that. If we have any member of any community that has to bring a group of people to sit in the front row yeah. to protest you, yeah, your out. contract's voided. <laughs> yeah, we 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 can't have that. We don't offend giraffe lovers. <laughs> no, don't offend quiche lovers. Like, just play. I, I I don't mind you having opinions. Just don't make it those kinds of opinions. You're allowed right. to speak out for homeless and Whatever. all the causes you have. Right. I think he's very involved in that. He is. He is. Right. But that's also. I don't think he does it to wash his other bullshit away. Right. I don't think that's real sport washing no, in a no. sense. No, he genuinely I, cares about I his. agree. I'm sure he does. Nevertheless, you got to protect yourself if you're Brooklyn.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. All right, guys, stay tuned. We'll be back to talk about a trade that was made. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey guys, Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, Maybe show up for a friend. Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple of therapists from my partner and I. And both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash truehoop. All right, David. Oh, the retrade. okay. Uh, The The Los Angeles Lakers acquired Rui Hachamara from the Washington Wizards for Kendrick Nunn and some draft picks. And I remember I texted you in our true group chat, make this make basketball sense. (laughs) And I, I mean, I get it, right? uh Rui essentially takes the JTA minutes right so he's a better defender he's got a little more, more more offensive juice okay cool but does it change then does it move the needle now I know what you're gonna say it does if Anthony Davis is playing like he was before and all and it, maybe Davis came back last night so maybe that's the thing so if AD is back and we can't we don't know if he's healthy for the rest of the playoffs? LeBron's healthy the rest of the playoffs, and they're playing like how they've been playing. Rui, Rui will matter, yes.
1: Matter in a sense of are they better? Yes. So do they improve their team? Yes, at the at a at not a big cost. I, I don't I don't value second round picks. Yeah. I think the G League's full of two way players mm-hmm. that are every bit as good, likely as plenty of second round picks. So I don't have a problem with that at all. I liked Kendrick Nunn; he was finally starting to play well but they really had a, a, a lack of power of big forwards. Uh, Rui has been good on defense and then terrible the year before on defense. Bad on offense this year, very good on offense last year. Left the team for a long period of time last year for personal reasons that we have no idea what they were. Uh, I, I, he's better than Juan Toscano Anderson. And so it's always good. So last night, instead of having two really non-impactful players on the court with him and Max Christie, it was just Max Christie. So they could survive just having one bad one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best team, I like his future. I, I think he's got a chance. He, but he, no way can he help a team now. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was, what's your little, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, he's better than one. I, I don't think he's the answer. They're, they're, they have bigger problems. Do you, do you have your computer on? I do. <laughs> what, what is uh, Wenyan Gabo shooting from three? Oh,
0: my goodness. Wenyan Gabriel, let's pull him up, shall we?
1: Yeah, you go to Ducks and Threes and just scroll yep. down to the Lakers and highlight him, and you'll see it real fast. Because I don't know what he's up. shooting, but I think it's pretty good. Ooh, and Wenyan you'll get Gabriel. my point, because I'm going to talk it. about the Lakers coaches. There we go. Um,
0: Wenyan Gabriel is shooting
1: 36% Okay, now three. look at Thomas Bryant. Oh, I know. Thomas Bryant's shooting. I, I don't know what he's shooting. I know he's shooting.
0: 44% more... percent yeah. from
1: three. At one point, it was 50. But between them, they're lucky to take one a game. So here's my point. Uh, You've got a coach that claims he likes to play two bigs. LeBron has said he wants to see two bigs. You played the Spurs last night. It's AD's first game back. How many minutes did Gabriel play? Zero until the game was over. How many minutes did Thomas Bryant share the court with AD? Zero the entire game. How many threes they take combined? I think it was zero. Like, they're not doing anything special. They are very vanilla. And so, Rui, I'm sorry. Even if he was torching small forwards, right, he'll get three touches a game. They're not running anything special. They run their plays mostly for LeBron. Uh, I don't. I don't think that they have any shot. Other than if they get to the playoffs, it means they figured something out. Pat Bev is playing better, by the way, mm, he is much good. better as a shooter. Yeah. Although he could be traded tomorrow or today. <laughs> um, so are they better than they were I think for sure they are I really do if they but, get Lonnie Walker and Austin Reeves back in the next week that will help also but I would not buy right. a dollar of stock from them right now they, they
0: still have a hand problem and, I, think
1: they, I think they have a coaching problem right. I don't I do always think that Russell Westbrook I told, did I say this on air no. About, during the game Russell Westbrook literally challenged one of the assistant coaches like you guys got to be better LeBron had to break him up this was last week mm-hmm. oh, I, I'm not making this up or getting reporting from it, I watched it on TV. They mm-hmm. slow motioned it, the Lakers wow. channel, like, what is going on? And it's very, no beat writers ever going to ask anything about it. It's very quiet, mm-hmm. but that happened. There is, there is a lack of trust in what you guys are have, asking us to do. How, how do you have two uh, uh, centers that both shoot 36 and 40 plus percent, and you don't run pick and pop at all? They might get a three on occasion out of accident, but you're not mm-hmm. running stuff for that? What are you yeah. doing? Yeah. No, Whatever. That's... Yeah, I I have lost all
0: faith in that organization. Well, we we well, <laughs> we spent sort of enough time talking about the Lakers. It doesn't matter, but it it opened up trade season. Um, yeah. Yeah. Real quick. Um, speaking of trade season, mm-hmm. Dan Willard had sixty points on twenty four shots last night. Something like that. Something very efficient. Like the
1: one of the like a record efficiency. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. yeah. He,
0: he was incredible. He was amazing um but you know dame likes the cash he's getting in in portland and doing his thing but you think hey maybe his trade value could be high. maybe they should do some things he's and, having
1: and, like a career year he's really and, well and i said this months ago his i told this to henry too his speed is back his burst mm-hmm. is back mm-hmm. so you can't stay in front of him which is one reason why bad teams let him shoot threes mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. can't let that cat shoot threes you have to stay up you have to press up and force him to drive yeah, uh, in the, into the teeth of a defense and make someone else make shots. You can't let him do it. The Jazz, I felt watching that game, I watched it today in synergy, I felt like I was watching Sam Mitchell's Raptors against Kobe's 81. <laughs> like, guys, I, I, I don't know if I'm right when I say this, but I think Dame scored 20 straight points in the third quarter. Sounds about right. Like, what are you doing, fellas? <laughs> I mean, are you not willing to pivot at all? I watched all of the, I watched all of the baskets. <laughs> I, I don't think they did anything. I mean, he, he scored in different actions. But there was no, I never felt like the Jazz were like, my hair's on fire with this guy. We got to find different ways. No, they just, it was just another dude. Sometimes it's pulling up from 28. What a surprise <laughs> when James hot is shooting from 30 feet. Come on. What a surprise. It's like Trey Young. Way. <laughs> hey. you, you ever heard of uh, the hamburger chain called Crystals? No. You ever where, heard of Crystal it? It's like White Castle. Okay. They're like, they're famous for their small little sliders, basically. But Rat learners. burgers? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, right. So a friend of mine once went to a Crystal's and ordered Crystal Burgers. And the woman was like, Crystals? Like she was surprised that I'm ordering the thing that which you're most famous for. This is Damian Lillard, Utah jazz players. You, you, you probably should choose to guard him. If he beats you scoring 60 at the rim, well, then you failed to right. help. Exactly. But didn't even bother to guard him to begin with. Well, that's on you. I call oh, that man. being Sam Mitchell. So, because he chose to let Kobe (laughs) do whatever the hell he wanted to do his punishment (laughs) because he hated his team, I think. But, yeah, I do think Drought, it's a fair question. Like, uh, Dame, you're really just going to – I mean, I know without doubt you wanted to get out without Mm -hmm. question. Understandably so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to change your mind, and you you got paid, and I have no – I'm not judging anything you're doing. But the, the Lakers could really use you. And they have a Russell Westbrook piece. And two first round picks. And maybe some other guys. Like I was gonna say, is that enough you get can get rid of Portland? Nurk, who's got like four years left on his deal. So get rid of Nurk too. Get back a, a potential future center, Gabriel or Bryant, who are minimum guys, but at least you have them. They're in a contract year. You can re-sign them next year. They're young guys, and Thomas is 25. I think Wenyon's been maybe 24, 25. Uh, maybe you can get Max Christie out of it. Like, are they gonna say no? To Jamie uh, Lillard over Max Christie. Uh, I mean. Th- right. No, or yeah, almost yeah. anyone else they have besides AD. Right. Yeah, yeah, you, uh, yeah. And so I just i am surprised. I'm surprised that, uh, that that doesn't. I'm not surprised we're not hearing people talk about it because it means I do think they're probably having some conversations mm-hmm, that it mm-hmm. wouldn't surprise me if the Lakers well, pull up something like that.
0: Well, what, what's the thing that we always talk about this time of the year? agents and GMs are lying to us, right? Because everybody's got to try to position themselves. And the thing that you constantly are hearing about is probably not going to happen. It's the thing you're not hearing about. That's what I've always said.
1: (laughs) I've always made that exact comment that it's so rare that uh, the the trade that happens is what you've been reading about until maybe minutes before sometimes. Uh, No one talked about Hachimura. I never saw it anyway. Mm -hmm. Never once did I see that deal. Doesn't mean Mm -hmm. no one talked about it. I just never heard it. So yeah, I just I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we've not hear anything about it. Maybe that's why. Yeah, no, for sure.
0: It'll be interesting to see. Look, the trade deadline will be here soon, February 9th. So we got a couple weeks. Some te- a lot of teams are going to be buyers at this point, right? Um, because the, the the league is so you know wide open, makes it sound like it's just everyone's bunched together, right? Only Boston, Denver, and Memphis from a record standpoint have pulled themselves away by f- three, four games from the rest of the group. Everybody else, a game separates them. Well, from- on,
1: the, on the bottom, you have Houston. Mm-hmm. Yes. Of they're course. terrible.
0: Yep. Detroit.
1: Mm-hmm. Terrible. Mm-hmm. After that, Orlando's, you know, Orlando, yeah,
0: yeah. they could pull some trades. Yeah. They, they might be sellers, I'm thinking, because they're like, all right, we know what we got with. Uh, with the, our- I, I don't know
1: if the Wetlands. Is- yes. Orlando could be sellers, but also buyers. They could be. They, huh. it's a, it, they might find themselves. They know they've got a nice core they want. They, they can add to it a little bit. The Wizards, we don't know. Uh, you know, they've already sold one failed yeah. lottery pick. <laughs> well, Johnny Kuzma's, Davis has been Kuzma's the name you keep hearing about. You
0: know, which yeah. makes you think like, well, is it going to happen then? If everybody keeps saying Kuzma, Kuzma, Kuzma,
1: and there's NBA reporting World. I heard yesterday that uh, it's uh, the, the report was that Kuzma may be okay with staying in Washington. And I just I listened to this maybe on NBA radio. I don't remember if it was a podcast. And I just thought, come on, guys. I'm not saying he wouldn't stay in Washington. Right, right. right. But of course the agent's going to put that out (laughs) there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because he wants as many teams bidding as possible.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Uh, An article came out today on truehoop.com. Great website. You guys should check that out. Um, (laughs) It is, can your team win the NBA finals? Coach David Thorpe's guide to wildly differing projections from trusted sources. Um, And it's funny, in our rundown, David says, you know, how i rate teams it's about range not ceilings and i I like that idea right because i think that's how a lot of people look at it like what's the ceiling for this team oh they can be a championship team well yes great ceiling but things could also go terribly wrong for them right and they could be something else or they could be in the middle right so there's a there's an infinite range of possibilities for what a team could potentially be and i think you also look at it from the standpoint of player development right oh can this player get better and if he does x this can make right. your team even better, right? Or he cannot develop. It, and then you got problems, right? So I think you you look at it from a different a different angle. I want to say right now, the way Vegas, most of the, the odds right now in Vegas, say Los Angeles. Sorry, Los Angeles. The Celtics, excuse me. The Bucks. Uh, let's see, who is third up on that? And then the Nuggets and the Nets, right? And that's usually that's around the Grizzlies, right? That's those are your those are your Vegas looks. And then basketball reference. Has the Celtics, the Nuggets, the Buck, the 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 Grizzlies, then the Nets and the Bucks are a little bit a little bit lower, uh, lower lower down the list. Um, David, when you're looking at uh, a team and its range, yeah, how how do you determine range when you look at a team?
1: Yeah, so the the, uh, the origin of that concept, that uh, in terms of how I'm thinking about this right now, it came up the other day actually watching a college game. Um, Miami just waxed Florida State and Florida State. Florida State had been playing better. Miami's one of the better teams in the ACC. Uh, and Florida State somehow had a winning record going into the game. And it wasn't, it wasn't a competitive game. And uh, I, mean, I just told my son that you, your team can be, I don't remember what I said, but let's say it could be a three. I just go one to ten. And it can get to a six or a six and a half. And the other team can be, maybe their low is a six because they're, they're a top 20 team. Maybe, mm-hmm. And they were in the final eight a year ago, by the way. Mm-hmm. and they could be like a nine, and they and they probably played an 8.5 against you, and you guys didn't even play your worst game, but you just aren't, you're on the different, now you can play tomorrow, and be a very different game. Doesn't mean they wouldn't beat you, mm-hmm. but teams are capable of playing badly, right? So when I look at all this kind of stuff over the course of a postseason, it's where are you typically going to live, and then what can you do to impact the other teams so that they don't reach their potential offensively, which is really where the big variability is, in terms of shooting and just finding ways to score or getting fouled, and uh, and so the team that can pull off some wins, like I thought, Houston with the in the James Harden years could knock off Golden State mm-hmm. because they were taking fifty threes in a game. Mm-hmm. And I and I would write this at at, at True Hoop even because um, I think the last year of that might have been our first year together. At True Hoop, uh, you've got to twenty. They make twenty three threes in a game. When you shoot 50, it's possible. Mm-hmm. You're just not beating them that night. The mm-hmm. Clippers beat the Lakers the other night. Uh, I told a player in the Lakers, no one is beating them in this game. They couldn't miss. And they have Kawhi and Paul doing the Kawhi and Paul things mm-hmm. inside the three-point line. You're not beating them. That can't do it every game, right? Mm-hmm. That when, when The teams that can do that every game, well, those are the Warriors in the dynasty years. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> so, um, with Kevin Durant and Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. So... That's how I look at it is, can you can you pull an upset in a game? Sure. How more likely is it that you continue to play at a pretty high level where the other team has to play even better than you in those games consistently to beat you? And so that's kind of how I, I always have, I always have kind of looked at it and, and my playoff record, I guess has been good. I think that's probably why is I try to see it that way. And where, where are you going to live in this series as opposed to any one game?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you guys definitely check that article out on, on troop.com. Um, it's a really interesting way to look at it, right? Because in a year that yes, it is wide open, you know, in many respects, like to David's point, right? The Celtics probably have the most elasticity, right, in terms of stopping you from doing what you want to do, and for them to be right, even if they play an eight and you're you're not beating them, right? Because your you're, six is your high is your high, right? So you're, you're not yeah. going to beat them. Right. So I think they're probably the most elastic team right now, and then you know maybe Memphis, but they probably got to get better in the half court, right? Golden State, if they're healthy and change a couple of things, they can get super elastic as well. So I think we'll we'll see. as The trade deadline, I think, will change some of these uh, positions for these teams. And then, you know, then we'll have about the, the month and a half left to mad dash to the playoffs, and we'll see who kind of rips off. The next team to rip off 10 or 12 in a row, 12 out of 15, may, you know, solidify themselves somewhere in, in this playoff run. All right. As we start looking at the trade deadline, uh, David – I want to look at three contenders um, and a wish that we might have for the three of them. First up, the Denver Nuggets. I mean, the big thing, I think, of course, is defense, right? Like, we want them to shore up, show themselves up defensively. Um, I like how Aaron Gordon's playing right now. Yeah. Playing really well. Of course, I know what Jokic is. Murray's starting to come on. Listen, everyone knows my basketball love language is Michael Porter Jr. your tight people not playing that well this year so i don't know what we're gonna do about that mpj position maybe we trade them i don't know probably can't well, we signed the extensions i don't think we can
1: yeah right um the, i the only thing i thought about with them is um I, I didn't go into the whole trade thing right all i looked at was uh they need defensive help and um how who can they get and i didn't do this for all three guys all three teams I kind of looked at more just what they need in general. Um, but I think New Orleans Noel is available in Detroit. Mm, he can really defend. Mm-hmm. He's a terrible offensive player on that team. On but this on, Denver team, I'm not sure yeah, it'd be so yeah. bad.
0: Yeah, it's fine because you got Jokic. <laughs> yeah, you
1: can play with them, You can play. Let <laughs> him be the center. The, the, the Denver, Denver – I'm sorry. The Yeah, the Nuggets are faced with what the Sixers faced with Embiid back mm, before they got Horford. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are you going to do when Jokic is out? Mm-hmm. And I'm not telling you Noel is the answer, right. but I'm telling you the guys they have isn't the answer. <laughs> You've got to get an elite defender and just muck things up when Jokic is out. And uh, they, I'm, I don't think that that's news to them. I think that Calvin Booth knows I've got to find help behind Jokic.
0: Well, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I wonder too, because Bones is dynamic offensively, but a big liability defensively in the playoffs, right? He is someone who. In a half-court in a playoff setting, if he's going to be on the court, he's someone, oh, let's seek him out, right? Let's find sure him and, will. Yeah. and isolate him and try to go at him, which is going to limit his minutes. So do they potentially move Bones uh, to get more defensive help? We'll see. But I think, yes, defense for sure. Clippers, uh, we talked about this a little bit before. Um, they gotta, they got to consolidate, right? Yeah. If and Paul George are here and healthy. Cool. I like that. They need another big, and the Reggie Jackson-John Wall thing, I think we can move on from that, right? Everyone... We with, with
1: agree with you. Okay. They are, I think everyone agrees that Reggie Jackson and John, well I say everyone, the people that I'm listening to that are smart are saying the same thing. Um, I love Zubach, but they could upgrade him. I don't know how you would do it. Uh, Can they get Miles Turner? Probably not. Probably not. Um, but the other thing is that they, I mean, we, I haven't mentioned this to Henry, but we wrote an article a couple of years ago where I, I wrote that Paul George should just be the point guard. He's mm. ostensibly the point guard now, but they're not, they're not calling him that. Mm-hmm. Terrence Mann, I, I love. I think yep. Terrence could be the point guard, but I don't think Ty agrees, and I'm not telling you I know more than Ty. He's coaching everybody. I've never met him before. Um, so if, if you don't want Paul to be a point guard, you don't want Terrence to be a point guard, well, even though Fred Van Vliet isn't really a point guard, but he he's be, played yeah. that role. Mm-hmm. He's looking mm-hmm. to shoot more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that that moves the needle enough, but you've, and you've got Covington... You've got, I don't know who wants Reggie Jackson. It's not going to be so easy. I'm telling you, I didn't think it was so easy to make a trade for them. Unless mm. you trade Zubach and get a better offensive player. They could use offensive help. Well, here, here, could here's what
0: paint scoring. Here's what they have that they can move. Look, you got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard now who can, next summer, decide to opt out of their deals and become free agents. You got to go on in now. They have two future firsts. Yep, put those things on the table, yeah. my friends. Because you gotta win now. So yeah. what, what difference does it make? Yeah. Oh, let me try to what was the point of getting these guys here, right? If you, if it's not to go and for it. Or they've that got out. a shot.
1: I still I still would pick them in the West more than anyone yeah. right now.
0: Yeah, no, no, I, I I'm with you there. So I yeah, that, that's what I do. All right. And then we talked about this team a little bit earlier. Um the Nets. Uh front court help, I I think is is I it, agree. Is where that's we exactly go. what I was
1: gonna say. Uh can <laughs> And they know that, just so you know. Yes. I've of talked course. to agents who know. Like, they're looking to get bigs. Can they get Kyle Kuzma? Ooh. For whom?
0: salary-wise. Cam doesn't
1: have that kind of value. Joe Harris has to
0: go, of course, for salary to match. But yeah, um, the Wizards don't want Joe Harris.
1: The Wizards don't want to have... The Wizards don't want to get off of Kuzma unless they don't think they can re-sign him. Well, that's the other thing. Which is why they're his agents saying we're amenable to it. Of course that's- you are that's the other part. If you decide to get
0: Kuzma is that, are you sure you can sign him yeah. and keep, cause he's, he's going to be a free agent and he loves LA. So right. Mm, right. Right. Exactly. Now it's, yeah. it's interesting. And you know, as, as we go, David, and we'll start look, talking about these more, like the next couple of weeks, just teams that we think, all right, what, what can you guys do? What do you need to kind of get yourself up over, over the topics? I think it's, I think that's right. Re- Real quick. I'd have them on the list, but do you think the 76ers need anything? Cause here's what I wonder. Maxie and Harden are going to close games. That worries me defensively.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe they'll close with Melton.
0: You listen. You know, I love we missed Anthony Melton in Memphis. Yeah. Maybe they'll
1: close with Melton.
0: So, no Maxi
1: to close, huh? Yeah. I mean, they ain't worried about feelings. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) That's what the money will be for in the (laughs) offseason. Yeah. That's what the money's for. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love my favorite quote now. I say it all the time to agents. That's what the money's for. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah you're not gonna get any nice lovey-dovey feelings from these teams <laughs> they're all they're all in the gerard hector line of the world <laughs> that's what the money's for that's what the playing time's for Don't expect us that i just uh, someone sent me a note the other day henry might have where the head coach for the thunder i believe the head coach for the thunder is Margino. taking chet holmgren out yeah once yes. a week okay mm-hmm. well memo to all 29 other you motherfuckers you should who eat- act like you don't even know their names except in the press conference we're just thankful you don't call them by the number like football coaches used to do right <laughs> like they're human beings yeah, yeah yeah i had lunch with an nba player yesterday and um he's tired it's a long season he's already said i i, I can't lie coach i'm looking forward to the summer and his team probably gonna make the playoffs He's already, but, and
0: he's already looking forward to summer.
1: Yeah, he. I. I. I got him dialed back in. <laughs> like, yeah, he's excited to play again and all of that. But, um, it's hard. It's a hard life, and a lot of yeah. these guys are lonely too. Yeah, they it's are. A, it's a different existence as a young player without. I think the family guys have it better. Mm-hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. Their their homes are. I, I. I don't want to go into detail because we're about to finish. But I, I. just digitized all the old ham court yeah, stuff saying. I told you about. Mm-hmm. Seeing our home with these two, two and three-year-olds, four-year-olds, and just (laughs) it was a loud, fun place. These young NBA players don't have that. They have a dog, maybe. Yeah, I'm not saying they don't have fun. Of course they do, but it's it's hard. Take them out to lunch, coaches. Yeah, show them you care about them as human beings, not just as players.
0: No, absolutely. All right, as is our tradition on Thursdays, we finish our show with top five. David, what what
1: what are you going to guess? We have not like exact match. How many of the same teams do you think we have? We have at least three. Oh, yeah, three of the same five. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna my number that. five is the Nets. Nets are not in my top five anymore. I get, I, I get it, <laughs> I get it. I but I think KD's imminent return. Although he's out two more weeks, two more two more weeks to get reevaluated, and then yeah. we'll see. And then, then we've all star break too. I mean, I'm probably wrong is, to have them there. My they're, thing they're is, definitely not a top five team right now. No, I'm just projecting out. I, I probably screwed up. I
0: would. I probably listen. should have
1: Cleveland at five. He,
0: he wants to play, and he wants to start a game. Listen, bro, you ain't coming back till after that thing. Yeah, listen, I another, you, right. we don't, we're not. We're not messing I fr- around there.
1: I probably should have Cleveland at five. Number five for me. Light the beam, baby.
0: Sacramento Kings.
1: Yeah. I'm smoking that team out with the Cavaliers. <laughs> <laughs> I might smoke them out with the Nets. They lost to the Raptors at home yesterday. I, I know. They did have a bad loss yesterday. I know. But they the are the play, so they play They're well. In third in the West, yeah. yeah the All right, number well. four, Denver. You probably number have four, them higher. Number four, Milwaukee, the
0: Bucks. Yeah. The band
1: is back together. Middleton just got back. I want to see a little <laughs> bit more. Want a little more. Yeah, I'm not. I'm see, not see, folks, Gerard gets excited. When David's like, Ah, curb yeah. your enthusiasm. Kruger enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me see them play I'm a little co- bit I'm longer. I'm closer to Larry David's <laughs> age than you are. <laughs> uh, number three, uh, actually, two, my two and three are you know, flip flop. I have Memphis, but I could put Philly there too. I like both teams. David, Memphis lost four in a row. They're not in my top five. I, I, they're they're out. They're yeah. out. Never Nuggets. Number three. They've lost to good teams. Well, they had yeah. one bad loss.
0: They, yeah. OKC, was it? They and had OKC one was bad, bad loss. loss. Yeah. And honestly, the, to me, the Warriors' loss is a bad loss. Like, I just... In old State, they're good. I know, but their inability to execute... I'm like, guys, we, we got to start making some steps. I don't like this. So I, I penalized them for that. I think I'm your funny. list is better than mine. I have Sixers at two. Celtics at two, because you know who's at number one? Billy? The Philadelphia yeah. seventy. Yeah. Listen... I, you were on them all year. Yeah. And
1: I was like, eh, I yeah. don't
0: believe in those Jokers, but look at Embiid's so good. No, Harden something up like, his role. They were,
1: I mean, Harden, uh, he just is playing his role. He's doing what what I thought he could do and not more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, and Embiid, I worried about Embiid yesterday. He was really competing yesterday because of oh, Ben. He was. And he looked tired. He looked great, mm-hmm. amazing. But um, I think it's going to be pretty fresh in the postseason. But yeah, no, Philly, I get it. Yeah. If you did a seven game series right now, Philly could beat them. I mean, I, no, no doubt about it. I worry about
0: the Tucker role spot in the lineup. And as I mentioned, but you said they'll probably just play Melton close. And defensively, you can't have Harden and Maxi on the floor to close out games. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: I think you're fair. I think that's right.
0: All right, folks. Have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the NBA action, and we will see you on Monday. Take care.